it's Tara and EJ Kerwin. Welcome to our Relationship Renovation Podcast. Relationship Renovation Podcast. How are you doing, Tara? <laughs> I'm really good. I'm excited for today. Yeah, it was like a kind of a busy morning. We got up a little bit late. You and the little twinsies were sleeping in, had to yeah. drag you out of bed. It's Friday. I know. It's hard to get going on Fridays. It's yeah. harder on Mondays, though, let me tell you. That's terrible. Our house is like a sad place every Monday morning. No. <laughs> Can we just have a snow day and like oh it doesn't God. snow in Tucson really oh my ever? Goodness. Well, this is kind of Tara had a really fun idea today. Very last minute. Yeah. The, the title of today's podcast is Offense versus Defense. Yep. I yep. like that title. Yeah. And so this morning, uh, Tara reached out through our social media and <laughs> asked a question. What was the question you asked her? Okay. I actually have a lot of responses, so this is good. So I said, about to do a podcast on what couples say when they argue that doesn't help and may make things worse. We're going to model these statements in healthy ways so it's more hearable to your partner. I have a few examples, but I would love to hear from any of you. And we have we got flooded, right? And tons of comments, which are all amazing. And so we're kind of gonna do this very spontaneously. Yeah. And I and I think like a good way to set this up is and why it's like super applicable is a lot of what we do in couples session is what's called reframing. You know, is is it somebody you know, a couple comes in and they they say something to their partner and and literally because you know we're we're really tuned in, we're really watching, we see like their their partner like shut down. We see them like literally I've seen people like wince or, you know, like sort of jump back. You can just feel the defensiveness automatically. Absolutely. And so what we do is we say oftentimes like, hey, you know, would it be okay if I reframe that? If I if I try to say that a little bit differently and see if it still fits. And and generally what we see then is that the the person who said it is like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually more what I meant. And then we asked the other person, well, is that a little more hearable? Like, like, and the other person's like, well, yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, that other way was was this and that. More blaming. Yeah. And so so th- this is going to be fun. And we're kind of doing it a little bit on the fly, right, T? We are doing it on the fly. And I won't use names. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just tell you the, the words that they say, and then we'll <laughs> offer you a reframe. I do think... It's important before we, we we dive right in is the words aren't the only important thing, right, Tara? Right. Yeah, because there's also how you say it. And a big one for, for us, we've talked a lot about this on in the podcast, is is when you say it as well is, is a big thing. So but you know, that's kind of a different podcast. Today we're gonna talk about about the words. Tara is like super anxious. She's sitting there with her with her with Come her on, list and she's like ready to dive in. Okay, so, so we're going to start with I'm not going in an order. I'm just kind of going in order of like the comments posted. So, one of our followers says any sort of version of when someone's saying calm down or stop overreacting. 
oh, yeah, that one hits me. I'm like, oh, what did you just say to me? Okay, yeah. so let's, well, when, the, when, when the, you're in, oh, go ahead. The problem with it, right, let's kind of identify that. The problem with that is it's invalidating, right? So if, if, if somebody has a reaction, somebody says something, and the first thing they hear back is calm down. Or stop overreacting. Yeah, it's like stop feeling what you're feeling, probably not going to go well. Yeah, what you're feeling is not okay. Yeah. Like what is even the reason for saying stop overreacting? Well, it's because it's it's probably activating to that person. They feel that energy and they're uncomfortable with it. I mean, it's it's a reaction to the uh, to the intensity of the response. Okay, so let's do a reframe on this one. So you and I are arguing, and you say, "Calm down, Tara. calm down, stop overreacting." Actually, would get me worse. Yeah, I okay. don't think I say that anymore. I may have said it at one point, <laughs> extincted that from my language. Okay, what's the positive reframe? Do you want to start? Or do you want me to? I mean, I'll start. I think a, a reframe on that would be just. Just saying, hey, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by by the energy right now. Can can I take a second? You know, I think, you know, because it's not about me telling Tara what to do. It's about me taking responsibility for the fact that I'm feeling uncomfortable with her emotional level. I'm not commenting on it. I'm taking responsibility for my own. What do, what do you think, T? Yeah, first of all, because you're taking accountability for you. You're not putting it on me. I don't feel invalidated, right? I might feel a little like, oh, but I want to do this now, you know, but if you're saying it in a way like, hey, I just can't hear you right now and I really want to be able to be present for you, bam, that's like the cherry on top of that little puppy. Yeah, I think that's a good one right there Is is like, I'm having a hard time hearing right now. Is there a different way you could say that? Or yeah, yeah. I think I think that's you're commenting on your own ability to hear. Right. And then just to kind of flip it, let's just say you say that to me, stop overreacting. Stop overreacting, Tara. Calm down. And and right, <laughs> if I didn't have the skills that I know I have right now, I would probably be like, How dare you tell me I'm overreacting? Wow, wow, wow. But maybe in that moment, I'd be like, I have to let you know when you say things like that, it makes me feel really small or really invalidated. And I would appreciate it if like you could say it in a different way. All right. All right. Okay, so we next. got one. We got one okay, down. That was a good one. And that's a big one. Okay. Next. Oh, this is so all of these are amazing. Okay. So exaggerating blame like you always or you never. Yeah. I mean, I think that thing is- like, <laughs> I can think you, of so many- Well, you just, times. I mean, I think this is more just an awareness thing is is anytime you're using an absolute, always, never, you know, those type of things, you know, because automatically what your partner is doing is they're running through their Excel spreadsheet in their mind of the time that it wasn't like that. And they're going to automatically probably contradict you, you right. know? So so I think the, the easy solution on that one is- is just not using absolutes. So how, how do you go about the opposite, Terry, instead of you always or you never? Uh, let's see. Let me like, let, let's just like give an example. Like you never take me on a date anymore, yeah. right? Okay. So then maybe I would say like, or what would you say? Because I'm saying you never take me on a date anymore. I'd be like, okay, I hear, I hear that you're really frustrated and that you want to spend time with me. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm really in that, way we're going about yeah. it now, Tara, is like, I'm reframing what you're hearing. What, what we want to give these people yeah. is how you would tell me you want to go out on a date without saying that I never do it, right? So how would you tell me Okay, that? so instead of you never take me on a date anymore, 
I would say, EJ, it would feel really connecting if you and I were to plan a date together. I feel like we haven't been able to spend much time together. Yeah. I think I think oftentimes when you use nevers and, and always, you're expressing your emotional frustration. So I think also in there would be just like, you know, I just really miss spending time with you. And, and oh yeah, that's I, good. I too. miss spending time with you, and it would mean so much if we could if we could figure out a way to do it. Yeah, because it's saying the same thing. It's just one's coming out of resentment and one's coming out of vulnerability. And this is just FYI, we are helping you guys make these statements from a vulnerable place, which is one of the hardest things for couples to do, which gets them trapped. And it might feel like heels dug in at first, like I'm not doing that if they don't do it first, but I'm telling you it's it's a game changer when we can speak from a vulnerable place and really get under the resentment, anger, or frustration. Okay, are we ready for the next one? Hit me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> when they invalidate your complaint by saying things like, well, you do that too, or you've done oh, that to me, that or you've is, done that in the past to me. Man, that is that is the one that is so hard to break up. And, and we, I mean, every single day of our couple's work, you see this, where somebody is trying to comment on a dynamic that, that they struggle with about the other person. And the first thing the other person says is, well, yeah, you do it too. Exactly. And, and it, even it's, it's, it may be true, but goodness me, it's, it's again, it's invalidating and, and, and you're not going to get to any solutions, right? Right. So what do you do? So if, so, so Tara, if... If I come at you about something and I say, you know, look, look, you know, I really, uh, I'm frustrated at at the way in which you 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 snapped at me a few minutes ago. Like it really made me feel small. Mm-hmm. And you remember instantaneously that I did it like three days ago. Right. How do you deal with that? Like, how so do you- instead of saying, "Ah, uh, you do that too." right? I'm going to hold space for you. I'm going to say like, I hear that you feel really frustrated. You feel small, right? And it's not my intention to make you feel that way. And I'm going to really work on that. I'm going to have zero blame there because it gets nowhere. So I'm going to hold that space and I'm just going to kind of mirror back what you said. And and then I'm going to clarify and say, is that true? Did I hear you correctly? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can't get to your thing if you don't acknowledge your 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 partner's suffering and man most of the time we just really want our partner to be accountable for something and how in the world you know how in the world are you going to circle back to to the times when which your partner frustrates you and have them take accountability if you never take accountability exactly yeah yeah okay are we ready for the next one yeah this is like a big one uh, again, all of these are amazing. So, but I'm done. I'm done. I'm over this. Yeah. That's wow. just the statement, right? Because you're in a conflict and one of the partners is like, I'm done. Well, that's tough because it's such a broad statement. It's like, well, are you done with this conversation? Are you done with our relationship? Are you done trying? I mean, if if I say or if I hear Tara say, I'm done, really, you know, and most of these statements, this is what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to be specific, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm feeling so frustrated. This is so hard and I don't understand because I love you. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that does want to quit, 
you know, at least quit this dynamic. Right. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say this is where we teach all of our couples to use a code word so it doesn't get to this point that if you start to feel yourself revving up and getting there, you know, our code word, as many people know, is burnt toast. And so we try to use it before we even get there because I'm done is just like, it's kind of like this just exhaustion and this repeatable pattern. And it's just this place of powerlessness now, right? Yeah. So I'm done. Instead of I'm done, it's like, I'm like you said, EJ, I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. It's hard for me to stay present right now. I'm going to go take my time out. I'm going to go use my code word, whatever it is, instead of kind of letting that powerlessness take over, which is really hard in those moments. But the more you practice it, it becomes easier. Okay. Um, Are we ready for the next one? Always. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. Real nice, right in front of the children. Yeah. You haven't seen, I've seen these, EJ, you haven't seen these yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I feel like we're always commenting on what you're really doing. What you're doing is you're sort of shaming your partner. You're trying to make them feel bad. You're trying to tell them that they're screwing up. That generally doesn't work. And so if it is about, you know, specifically what you're talking about, about in front of the children, it's, you want to make a clear, uh, clear request of like, honey, let's try to talk about this some other time or can we can we table this because I don't want to do this in front of the kids and, yeah. I, and I know you don't either. Absolutely. I think that's perfect. And even making boundaries like at a time before a couple gets into serious conflict, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna make sure that we try not to like, yes, we can be imperfect in front of our children and get irritable, right? That's fine. But like when you're having fights which feel angry, hostile, full of resentment, like kids pick up on that negative energy and it's just so, it's just so bad for them. It creates a lot of anxiety for the children. So just like, you know, even going in before, again, before conflict happens a lot, like, Hey, let's make this agreement that we are just going to like, try to like save our arguments, like the heated ones for like, you know, not in front of the kids. Okay. Oh, so the truth comes out and it's my fault. (laughs) That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, that this speaks to the dynamic uh, that we deal a lot with. That there's like that there's like a ledger sheet, or there's imbalance, and that your partner is trying to say that it's always your fault. Um, I mean, really, what you're speaking about here is is that is that you feel like your partner is placing blame, you know? And so, I think again, you're you're trying to cut to the heart of it in a vulnerable manner. And say like, gosh, I just feel like I'm being blamed and it puts me on the defensive. Yes, yes. And if we really want to have a conversation around this and try to get through this, like we have to be able to see it in a different way. Yeah, I think a a big, you know, energetic thing that I'm hearing like in all of these comments, these are all defensive, you know, they're either pushing back, they're, they're pointing fingers you know, and and you want to find ways when you are hurt, when you are feeling vulnerable, to to open up in a way that's that's hearable. You know, that's what we're kind of going at here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this next one's really good, and oh my goodness, do we see it in every single couple I think we've ever worked with, have including we ever, in we, our. Yeah. Have we ever said it? <laughs> Who, who's who's more likely to say this when you are? Well, me? it's not really a statement. Well, it's okay, okay. So let me just read it. We figured out that we almost always fight over one of us having an expectation that the other person wasn't even aware of. So. Yeah, this goes back to an old podcast we had. Uh, I'm not a mind reader. 
Yeah. So if I have this expectation of like this amazing date night, right? If I have this expectation of this amazing date night, but EJ doesn't know. Well, I mean, everybody wants to have a date night, but like it's romantic and passionate and cute ambiance environment where there's cute ambiance, but I don't let you know. And you and I have very different tastes. Like you like to go downtown and ride the streetcar and I'm more of like a wine bar and cheese and meat. You're an uptown, just, you're an uptown girl. You don't want to be in my downtown world. So, and then, and so then we go on a date and like, it's all like what you want to do because I didn't express like what I would really want to do. Are you, are you talking about anything in particular right now, Tara? <laughs> Maybe a date last weekend. <laughs> And so I have this expectation that I start to get like huffy and puffy when we're like spending two hours on the streetcar where there's massive amounts of like drunk college kids. <laughs> and I get resentful and I'm like, I don't even want to go on a date. I just want to go home. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Now, had I been able to say like, this is important to me. It's important that we go someplace quiet with a nice ambiance. But I just, uh, I just figured you just already knew that since we've been together for 10 years. But guess what? You're not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. So I'm pretty, pretty bad at it. So I think it's just about when we do have expectations, because that's normal, letting your partner know whether it's around going on a date night, whether it's around daily household skills, right? Um, Okay. Someone put, (laughs) one of our listeners put, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. But yeah. then they said, I just wanted to say that, LOL. Yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, there's there's some like, there are a multitude of ways where you're telling somebody back off, you know? And I think ultimately in that situation, you're saying like, look, we're about to go someplace that we're going to say negative things to each other. It's not going to be positive. In fact, it could be really destructive. And I think it's it's saying like, hey. And I think always with almost all of these, it's about using the word we instead of you. Like we need to take a minute right yeah. now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another one, now? You're going to do this now? Oh, that's great. <laughs> We know we get a lot of this when it's like, especially couples like transitioning from like work to home. And it's like maybe one partner had like a really stressful day and the other partner's just like trying to get dinner ready, whatever. And like, it's like, oh, I just got home from work and you're going to like lay into me right away. Yeah. I think the the easy solve on this one is like, honey, this isn't a good time for this conversation. Can we please do this another time? Right, that would be the response, right? Yeah. No, no, you no, that yeah. would be. Oh, you're gonna do this? Yeah, yeah. because if some, if you come home and Honey, you're like, I've had a really stressful day. Like, yeah. I want to be able to talk about this. I hear that you're really stressed out right now, or there's something going on for you that you want to talk about. I need at least I, I'm gonna need a, like 20 minutes to to just kind of shift myself. That's huge. Okay, right there, Tara had something big, because there's a lot of couples who. When the person is like, you know, now, really now, even if they try to say it the nice way of like, hey, this isn't a good time. Can we do this later? The other person doesn't necessarily believe it will ever get dealt with. But if you add that addendum at the end of it, now now isn't the best time, honey, but can we talk about this in an hour? In an hour, I can get myself into the right headspace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll probably do like maybe three more. There's still so many more, but I don't know if we have time to do it. Yeah, we got, of- we, got, we got three in us. Okay. Um, so one is we never have sex anymore. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a quick fix, right? Um, no, because again, the, 
when when couples are having intimacy problems, neither one of them feel good about it. Whether you're the higher desire partner, the lower desire partner, there's always one. In a relationship, like they're both, you know, uncomfortable places to be. So I would say instead of we never have sex anymore, right? Which someone could take as like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. They're unhappy. What if they're looking elsewhere? I mean, it could go a million different ways. Like, hey, I've noticed that it's been a while since we've been able to connect in an intimate way. And I'm just wondering if we could like talk about how we could start to spend more quality time together or cultivate more of that in our relationship. Oh, that sounds so beautiful, but it's Hard yeah. to come out that way when you're feeling resentful and literally like your sexual needs are not being met. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's a hard one to just like give, like, hey, here's the sticker to slap on top yeah. of that because it could be so many different things. It could be just like, look, I'm feeling. I'm I'm not I I'm feeling disconnected and that's the way in which you know your love language is physical touch and 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 sexual intimacy and so you're you're saying like I feel disconnected it could be literally that like man we do not work on our intimacy we don't know how to talk about this I feel hopeless that we'll ever get this back online and it's and it's not you know I guess what I want to say about that one is that's that's a tough one, and and a lot of times that's where you really need the help of a therapist and in, mm-hmm. in figuring out like there's probably that's only the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely, yeah. But under that is like up to me. Under we don't have sex anymore is like I just really want to connect with you. You know, that's like the that's the saddest part. I think like couples come in and they're really saying the same things. It just comes out in so many passive negative ways that they can't even see that both of, you know, everybody's suffering in this dynamic. Okay. This is a good one that actually just came in. I don't care anymore. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I think that's back to when we had really early in it where, where you're just like, where it's hopeless, you know, and, and you're finding a sort of offensive, you know, aggressive way to express the feeling of hopelessness. And Letting your partner know just like, wow, I'm just, I'm struggling to see that we can get through whatever this is, you know, like, I feel like I'm just surrendering, you know, that's a big concept we talk about as well is, is, uh, acceptance versus resignation. And, and right there, what you're doing is you're throwing your hands up and saying like, heck with it. Yeah. And what's so much more vulnerable is like, uh, I just feel so like hopeless right now. Like I, I, I wish I could solve this or make it better, but I don't even know how to go about it. Yeah. That's hearable. All right. Uno mas. Uno, Uno mas. Oh, we go. There's like two more. Hold on. Okay, two so more. One is like, Dos okay, mas. so this, this social media follower says, empty threats or using the relationship as collateral by saying you want a divorce or to end the relationship. I kind of think that piggybacks the other one we just did too. Again, powerlessness, right? Yeah, it's a, nu- it's a nuclear option, right? It's like, it's like you know, it's it's the thing that you're like, okay, if I can't be heard in any other way, well, then I'll drop a bomb here. I can't do this. I want out. I want a divorce. Um, it's definitely not going to open the door to solving the problem. But there is a message in there that's more vulnerable that could probably be communicated is that like, gosh, we really need to get some help. If you're, if you're talking about divorce, you're, you're at a place where you need somebody to help you out or or separation. If you're not married and you've been together a long time. Yeah. It's kind of like, wow, I'm feeling so hopeless about our relationship right now that 
the only option I can think of during these challenging times is like divorce. But I also know that I love you and care about you. So like, how can we, and I don't want to do empty threats in our marriage, right? That doesn't feel good or even just in our partnership. Okay. So how can we support each other in getting help for us? That's really good. Um, Okay. Let's do one more. Oh yeah, this is a good one. You care more about work than you do about me or us. Yeah. I mean, what I hear right there, the quick stick on that is like, there's an imbalance, you know, there's an imbalance in our relationship. Our relationship isn't a priority. And, uh, and I really want us to, I want our relationship to be something that we're working on together. Okay. So instead of you care about work more than you do me, Hey, I just, I gotta let you know, I'm just like kind of feeling deprioritized in the relationship right now. And I know when that happens, I start to get really sad and maybe irritable. And I just want to try to show up in the best way I can. Like, how can we talk about this in a kind way? Yeah. I mean, so I think, you know, maybe maybe you might've come out of this with with some exact verbiage that that's usable, but I think like the overriding concept here we're talking about is noticing when you're emotionally activated and taking a moment, dropping down into your heart and saying like, how do I say this in a loving and kind manner, even though I'm feeling defensive, even though I'm feeling like I got to create space, I got to push off, I got to run away. How do I drop down? How do I say this in a hearable way? Yeah. And that's very helpful. And I know um, like when I want to get into those like negative ways or blaming ways, the moment I'm about to say you, I stop myself and I'm like, how can I say this from an I place? I feel blank when this happens. It's just more vulnerable. It's more hearable. It does most of the time, it does not put our partner on defense. It's like, okay, let me, let me understand this is how you're feeling. Or I I see that that's how you're feeling. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, this was a lot of fun. I I I think we got to bring this one back. Thanks everybody for all of those comments are so helpful. Yeah. That was fun. Like getting that feedback so quickly from, from all of you. Super quickly. Um, But but I think it's also just like a kind of a cool different format for us of just like, Hey, rapid fire. Like, Hey, here's, here's, Here's something that's said, and how do we do it in a little bit different? I mean, that's way. we are here to help couples have healthy, loving, connected relationships that are still full of challenges and difficult moments. But you know what? You're getting through those times together, which feels way more connecting and way more united. Yeah. So reach out to us on go yeah, ahead, yeah. DJ the plugins. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, uh, it'll be in our show notes, but we have a great program for couples to work together at home I'm called Relationship yay. Renovation at Home. You can check out our webinar uh, to learn more about it. That's at relationshiprenovationcenters.com. If you want to just dive right in and, uh, and, and get involved, Involved, you can go to relationshiprenovationcenters.com backslash checkout. Um, on social media, you can always uh, tell us your thoughts, things you want us to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Facebook, we are at He Said, She Said Counseling. Instagram, we are at relationship underscore renovation. And you can always just uh, give us an email at info at he said, she said counseling.com. Yeah. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah, go ahead Stay and safe. make your relationship A the priority. best it can possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, guys. All right, bye-bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.